and welcome to the 116th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I have recently returned from Chicago. I took a quick trip to Chicago, and that is actually my hometown. I grew up in Chicago, which is actually not true. I am lying, kind of. Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, but I say I'm from Chicago. Please repeat, I grew up in the suburbs, but I say I'm from Chicago. And by the way, remember to imitate me. Repeat what I say. You will improve your speaking a lot. So, yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, but I worked in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for many years. Remember the verb to grow up. Is that a regular verb or an irregular verb? Grow, grew, grown. Grow, grew, grown. It's an irregular verb. It means to slowly become an adult. It reminds me of that expression in English, Oh, grow up. Oh, grow up. If you say, Oh, grow up to somebody, you are telling that person to stop behaving like a child. But anyway... I grew up in the suburbs, but I say I'm from Chicago, and I think I have a legitimate excuse to say that because I lived so many years in Chicago. By the way, what is a suburb? It's the outlying part of a town or a city. It's that smaller community which exists outside of a larger city or a larger town. Sometimes we refer to the suburbs as suburbia. Suburbia is like a mindset. It's a concept. Suburbia doesn't only refer to the geographic concept of a suburb, but the lifestyle of living in a suburb. Now, I grew up in Chicagoland. Chicagoland. Yeah, this is what we call the area that surrounds Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago. But it's actually even more than that. Chicagoland includes a lot more than simply the suburbs. It's actually a very large area that consists of the Chicago metropolitan area up there in the northeastern part of Illinois. It includes parts of Wisconsin. It includes parts of Indiana. Chicagoland. Chicagoland. So I'm from Chicagoland. I grew up in Chicago. Hey, one question. Do people from cities get angry or upset if you tell them that you're from the same city, but you're really from the suburbs? <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Those of you listening to the podcast, if you are from a large city, do you know what I mean? When someone says to you, I'm also from Philadelphia, I'm also from Berlin, I'm also from Tokyo, and you know they are really from the suburbs, does this make you angry? Some people say it's annoying. It's kind of annoying when you know the person is not from the city and they say that they're from the city, especially if you are from the same city. But again, I can say that I am from Chicago despite not having been born there. Please repeat, despite not having been born there. Again, I can say that I'm from Chicago despite not having been born there because I lived there for so many years. I'm a local a local. Remember the word local. A local is somebody who lives in a particular area who is a local person. It's like the person from the area. A local. So I can say, yes, that I'm a local. Now, one question about all of this. How long do you have to live in a city 
in order for you to say that you're from there. In the United States, many people will say that they are from a particular city even though they haven't lived there for a long time. Yes, if you go to the U.S., you might find somebody who was born in Indianapolis. Please repeat, he was born in Indianapolis. She was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. But she moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and now she says she's from Nashville. But how long does that take? Or what are the requirements in order to start saying you are from that city? Some people say it's as soon as you start getting the local mail. You change your address, you move to a new city, you start receiving the mail at your new address, you are from that city. But I think the real determining factor for a person to say that they are now from the new city is to renounce their sports allegiances. Let's say that I am going to move to Detroit, Michigan, and I'm from Chicago. Well, I probably would change my allegiance or my support for all of the sports teams and start supporting the teams in Detroit. Now, that would be difficult for me to do, but many people think that that is the determining factor for me in order to say, yes, I am from Detroit. By the way, I would not do that. I would continue to support the Chicago teams. Yes, I would. I'm a loyal Chicagoan. But if I were uprooted to Detroit, I might change. I don't know. But if I were uprooted, please repeat, if I were uprooted, are you familiar with the verb to uproot? How do you spell uproot? U-P-R-O-O-T. Well, literally, to uproot is to pull up a plant and its roots from the ground. But in terms of moving around, it's when you are forced to leave an area or a city. Yes, I was uprooted and I went to Detroit. Maybe something happened. There was a particular circumstance that made me move to Detroit and I was uprooted from Chicago and I went to Detroit, which is the opposite of putting down roots. To put down roots is to have a settled life. Yes, I have put down my roots in Chicago and I have been here for many years. Are you familiar with the verb to settle down? To settle down refers to establishing roots. Really, it's the concept of putting down roots. To settle down and to put down roots are synonyms. To settle down refers to where you intend to stay for a long time. Now, let's look at a couple other words here regarding settle down. How about drift? Yeah, people who drift don't settle down. People who wander don't settle down. People who float don't settle down. So drifters and wanderers and floaters don't settle down. They're all very similar. To wander means to move around without any purpose or direction. To wander. To drift also means to move around from one place to another, from one job to another, from one home to another. To drift. And to float is very similar as well. If you don't have any particular place to go, you tend to just float around, you float, you don't necessarily stay anywhere. So people who drift are called drifters, people who wander are called wanderers, and people who float are called floaters. These types of people don't settle down. It reminds me of that expression we have in English, a rolling stone gathers no moss. We say this when we're talking about a person who was always traveling or changing jobs. 
doesn't have a lot of responsibilities. So a rolling stone, in this case a person who was always drifting or floating around, gathers no moss. Remember what moss is. Moss is that green plant that grows in little patches and sticks to rocks. The expression goes all the way back to the 1500s. But of course, in the 1960s, the expression rolling stone became really big in the world of rock and roll. Remember the great blues musician Muddy Waters. He had a song called Rollin' Stone. And of course, Brian Jones formed the group called The Rolling Stones. And there's also the well-known music magazine Rolling Stone. And the metaphor here compares moss to knowledge, right? If somebody is constantly moving around and never staying in one place, he or she can't acquire knowledge from people around them. So many people interpret this expression as a warning to wanderers and drifters. Because if you're constantly moving around and avoiding responsibility, you never put down roots, you never settle down, you never gain knowledge, and you never gain experience. So wanderers and drifters don't stop moving. They keep on moving. Are you familiar with the verb to keep on? To keep on. By the way, is that a regular verb or an irregular verb? It's irregular. Keep, kept, kept. So to keep on means to continue happening, to continue doing something. Well, a rolling stone keeps on traveling. A rolling stone keeps on wandering. A rolling stone keeps on drifting. And I encourage you, listeners, to keep on listening to these podcasts so that you can keep on improving your English. That's it for the 116th episode of Crosby's Nine. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.